0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Family Life podcast. Today, we are going to talk about something we talk about. Like you guys, we have we have a fun, a really fun dynamic where we'll notice something, we'll see something, and we we start talking about it, and then we dialogue about it. Mm-hmm. And the things that keep coming up uh, in our conversations are often things we start taking notes on. Then Rachel writes about, I make videos about, and. And in this case, ends up being a podcast, where we're like, okay, there's there's this trend among uh, influencers, speakers, presenters, people, Life coaches. Yeah, coaches. They're just sharing this message, and it's it's not that the message is wrong or bad. I think it's incomplete.
1: Mm-hmm. It's right. It's not that it's not true. It's that it's only half, half true. true
2: right so
1: we want to talk about that we want to discuss it and why it's half true it why it is true but it's only half true and what the other side of that truth is like we always talk about the two sides of the coin the dichotomy of life like everything is two sides of a coin and very often very often it's seemingly incongruent or seemingly opposing ideas or views that are actually connected and part of the same coin, very often. So that's definitely what this is.
0: And and I think it's worth discussing and thinking about. Well, today we'll we'll think about it and discuss it. But I I, I want to invite you to think about the risk. What's the risk of embracing and living by a half truth?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well,
1: wow. ah, <laughs> which oh my goodness yes, See, <laughs> ideas sparked right? Right there exactly because I feel that a lot of people actually are living unfulfilling lives and are living below their potential because they are actually living half-truths. They have embraced a philosophy. You know it's good when Greg starts taking notes here. (laughs) They've embraced a philosophy of something that is true and it is true. And yet they embrace that and they make that the center and focus of their life. They devote all this energy and time to it, but it's only a half-truth. It's only an incomplete truth.
0: And so, in, in a very real sense, what they're doing is good.
1: Yes, it is it's, good. It's
0: moving in the right direction. It's fantastic.
1: But it's not necessarily it's only halfway there. It's, yeah, it's not necessarily great. And partly that's because it's incomplete. It's right. not whole.
0: And, and I, I, I would argue, and I think, I think, I think most people would agree if we kind of talk through this. And, and you could argue the point that. In in some instances, perhaps many instances, a half truth, fully applied, could actually be quite detrimental. Oh, and and yeah, so it even luck. becomes bad to go halfway. I mean, there's all kinds of instances. Like, yeah. for example, um, from what I understand, if you take half of a series of an antibiotic, it doesn't mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. complete it and kill it. like then your body reacts to it and responds to it, and then it'll resist the antibiotic,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? So there's that's a, that's one simple example well, of, a, of going halfway actually then becomes detrimental. Yeah. And, and think about how many half-truths and halfway efforts and, and only getting half the picture. Okay, take a painting, and you have half the picture. Well, okay, you might wait. come to a conclusion, you're missing the whole rest of the story.
1: I, I definitely want to cover that painting analogy again, because I love that analogy. But one of the things I want to bring up is say you take a virtue like kindness, right? People think, oh, kindness is good. And it is kindness is good, but by itself, say
0: be kind at all costs. yeah,
1: Yeah. Right. But by itself, actually, if kindness is your primary value or your primary moral compass, it's incomplete and it's not enough. It's, and it can become bad. It yep. can become a bad thing if kindness is your primary motivating
0: factor or force.
1: Because now,
0: even saying then, that, well, like, I know. Wait, right, right, right. Oh, what are you talking about, Rachel?
1: Well, and the reason why is because if you always operate off of kindness or being agreeable, then you tend to get. You can get pushed around. You can get taken advantage. You can yes. actually sacrifice yourself for the benefit of others but end up being resentful you can avoid standing up for yourself like there's all these other things that come into play if you focus on just being kind because kind being kind is good yep. and being kind is right and so I need to always be kind and that can end up being a bad thing Do we and have someone mowing lawn out yes yeah, somebody's
0: what? making a lot of noise right outside the window oh the irony the irony timing um, that's that's interesting uh, years ago I made a YouTube video because I kept getting requests, and, and it came up a lot. Again, those themes that come up a lot was I, I try to be a kind person. I'm trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. I want to be a nice person, but people keep take taking advantage of me. Mm-hmm. And so I kept saying, well, stand up for yourself. And they're like, well, I don't want to be mean. Mm-hmm. They're like, I, they were they were so concerned about being a mean person or coming mm-hmm. across as aggressive or harsh that they were willing to really suffer, honestly. yeah, They would, they would suffer and tolerate all kinds of injustice and so I, I made this video about being uh, firm and kind. Being kind and firm, right? This is this two side of two sides of the coin of like being. I I believe in being unfailingly kind. That's one of my highest values and priorities to be kind. But on the other side of that kindness, uh, coin for that metaphor, it has to be boundaries, strong boundaries high standards You're like sorry this will not be violated you cannot cross that line
1: you can't well, treat this, me like this my
0: kindness doesn't pass this line
1: mm-hmm.
0: of, of unacceptable behavior so well a perfect example
1: and i would say even further on the other side of that coin it even goes to a point of violence i would say the the other side of that coin in extreme circumstances is that you actually need to be someone in order to be whole and complete, for using this metaphor, and it's not just half truth; it's the whole truth. You have to be willing to get to violence in some situations. Ooh. Yeah, we, yeah, I know. But mind that you, that comes you, up.
0: Mind you, it's <laughs> Rachel saying this, not me. This, this is. Well, what I mean in that circumstance is a woman who's is so that gentle. She you would get violent twice. for me. Yes. yes. So, <laughs> so what she's saying is, there's a time for me to no, get violence, and violent in our behalf, and I, whole, I actually in wholeheartedly our agree. And I'm
1: joking about that, but I do know there are times when, yes, I would get violent if necessary. Yes. I'm not going to be kind to someone who is, and of course I'm talking about extreme situations, but we have to recognize that that represents the entirety of topics and in life in, in in general. So you have to look at those things and think about those things, but there are times when violence is the answer. In fact, there's a book about that,
2: When Violence
1: Is The Answer. answer. And that means that if you're going to not be taken advantage of by people who are bad or evil or have wrong intentions, you have to be willing to get more violent than they are. That's one of the things they teach you in your krav magas That well, avoid violence at all costs. But when violence comes, be more violent be more than violent. the other person.
0: Yeah, like put an end to this. Yeah, and and it's not just physical violence. Man, we could do a whole podcast. Yeah, on we this could topic. about violence. But- it's not just physical violence. There are times, and I think we all have to agree with this, acknowledge it. That again, there's a growing naivete as well that, like, no, you don't ever have to be violent. and and there's something and, admirable and okay, beautiful about there that. There is
1: something admirable and beautiful. We're getting way off. I know, we totally are, but <laughs> it's important. There is something admirable and beautiful about that. And we used to believe that, and we used to live by it. I, but unfortunately... On that side of Clinton, I still
0: do. I still believe in nonviolent protest. Yes. What Martin Luther King did and Gandhi did, absolutely unbelievable. I'd be behind it. And, and Mother Teresa saying, look, I'm not coming to your anti-war. When you have a pro-peace rally, I'll be there. Yes. Right? I believe absolutely. that.
1: But, unfortunately from personal experience, we know that by believing that, that there weren't, I mean, we were, we went so far to the, you know, hippie side of it. I I use that not in a derogatory term per se, but like the hippie side of it where there are no bad people and there's only, you know, it's only different levels of energy and, you know, there's no evil in the world. There's no wrong in the world. We believe that to the point where we were acting that out and teaching that. And unfortunately that led to some negative circumstances and situations, which we're not going to totally get into because it's private at this point, with some of our children, that led to very serious, painful situations because our children had been taught to believe there's no bad people in the world. And so, I mean, this is serious. This is getting serious here. This is real. When and, you believe and operate that way and then you come face to face with with malice. Real malice yeah. that does exist in the world. I do believe in the goodness of humankind, but malice does exist. And when you come face to face with it and you're not prepared to deal with it in a violent way if necessary to combat that, you end up being a victim you in can the real be sense taken advantage of and taken advantage of and, and those of and, you
0: who are go ahead.
1: And, well, I just wanted to add this, that is actually the source of PTSD. PTSD is people who come face-to-face with malice and violence in the world and evil not having been prepared to face them and and realizing that it's real.
0: Going to such an extreme, it just kind of undoes your whole framework. Right. And those of you who are familiar with uh, quantum physics, and we are too, and we agree, and we believe you can tra- attract and manifest all these things mm-hmm. and, and work and live in that way. I agree with all yes. of that. I just think it's worth considering the other side of the coin is, uh, and I do believe it, there is a time, perhaps not for all. I- I'm going to yeah. leave that window open. Absolutely. I think there yeah. are some people who are not warriors, and, and they don't need to be. But for some of us, uh, there's a, there's a call, a call to arms and there's At least a time to, be, to
1: be prepared right. to be to to have arms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are called to have arms. You're called to have arms, <laughs> okay. yeah. Okay, exactly. two more thoughts that I wrote down about this halfway. Um, I read uh the uh, Francis Bacon. Um oh, what was his essays? The essays by Francis Bacon. And there was one thing Which I the-
1: learned was essentially the essays were were a type of journaling that was meant to be confessionary in order to help you from making the same mistakes in your life, which was fascinating. So insightful.
0: One of the things he wrote is that if you study philosophy halfway, you'll lose your, essentially, you lose your faith and belief in God.
1: Or a higher power. Or,
0: you know, the the bigger picture. He says, if you study philosophy halfway, it undoes you. If you continue the course and go all the way, you come back full circle into believing it. And so... Go- that's another example of going halfway being dangerous. If you get in and dabble with it, it undoes it. And when you go deep and get the real depth on it, Francis Bacon was saying, no, you, you actually come back to this wholeness, which was be- beautiful. And then in Moby Dick, um, Herman Melville talked about uh, all the horrors of a half-lived life. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think that is a framework to go into our topic. Mm-hmm. It's like if you only go halfway, you end up living potentially inside the horrors of a half-lived yes, life. Yes,
1: absolutely. Wow. Yes, that is so good. And that's kind of, yeah, that's what we want to bring up and talk about because we're seeing these philosophies being taught out there by growing numbers of life coaches and other influencers. And we're kind of like, okay, yeah, that's true, but it's half true. It's not the full picture. Oh, back to the picture analogy, because this is something that we are constantly using and referencing and helping us to understand the world. And it's the idea of, if you have a big, beautiful painting in front of you, let's use that map back there, And you look at one part of it down here in the corner and you're like, Oh, there's a a ship and you know, these guys moving barrels and whatever. And you look at that and you're like, okay, that's true. But it's not the whole truth. The rest of the truth is the entire picture, the entire paintings. And so very often people get caught up on a part of the painting and saying this, this is, it. is it this is true and it's more true to them than what they knew before because before they were looking at maybe a different part of the painting or a smaller part of the painting and so they expand their view and they're like oh my gosh it actually also includes this and then you're like yeah you're right it does
0: and it feels but, fantastic and it feels when amazing draws your attention to like, enlightening oh, what? This, i feel fan- this is amazing I, I feel so much lighter I, I feel like i see clearer yes this exactly. is amazing because it's all true
2: right
1: but yet, it's still only part of the truth. And if you continue to do that process, I mean, we've done that process again and again and again until you start to. It's not like we're seeing the whole painting because you there's so much to see. But you, well, it's that other quote by um, Neil deGrasse Tyson that as yeah. the area, yeah. as the area of your
0: knowledge and your understanding
1: expands, so too does the circumference
0: or perimeter
1: of your ignorance. Yeah. And so. Yes, that's what's happening, and I think that's what happens a lot. And so, these life coaches out there and these, you know, influencers out there, they're going through that journey like we all do. Like we've been through that journey, and you begin to see more truth, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is true. And you go out teaching it, and you're, you know, this is true, and and it's awesome, and it is true. But you're, then as you learn more, you're like, well, uh, it's not the whole truth. Right. That is true, but with if you just stayed in that piece, in that place, you miss the rest of it.
0: All right, so let's dive into
1: exactly what we're talking about. Finally, <laughs> actually,
0: talk about what we're talking about. Let's get to these points and try to give as many examples as possible. Of and again, I, I I think you want to emphasize this too, and I, we want to reemphasize. These are good things.
1: They are true things.
0: True things. But I think maybe the best word for this, and and you might use other words, right? We all have different meanings for words. But it seems like a good word for this is incomplete. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Right. Just like part of the painting, if you only see part of the painting, it's just an incomplete painting. Not that it's not real and it's not true. It's just incomplete.
0: And if, man, I could keep going on about this comparison with the painting because if you see half the painting you can come to conclusions. You can you can tell a completed story of that.
1: And there's a lot of beauty and truth yep. and meaning. It's all there. Yep.
0: Principles, life lessons, all of it. But then you get the other half of the painting and you're like, oh, it's, it's even better. a bigger story. Yeah. And maybe it's not better. Maybe the other half is the ugly half. True. Right? Maybe mm-hmm. it's the it's the tough half. You're like, okay, but that completes. Right. The story of that painting, yes. Like in my mind right now, I can picture those. Remember massive mural paintings in like the Louvre,
2: mm-hmm.
0: where in the room in the room with the Mona Lisa, if you guys have been there, <laughs> the Mona Lisa is like maybe three feet by three feet, right?
1: It's um, not very big.
0: It's not big, and and everyone goes to see the Mona Lisa, but you're in this hall that's forty feet tall, it's and, and hundreds of feet long, and some of the paintings in there are—they are... they gotta be. 30 40 feet long and 20 feet high. They're massive, yeah. unbelievable works of art and false scenes. It, they're just mind-boggling. The building itself mm-hmm. is unbelievable. And everyone's crowded around the Mona Lisa. Which exactly. again, it's beautiful. It deserves it deserves it, but you're you're like, okay. The, the well, perspective here, the contrast yeah. is amazing. Exactly. Okay, yes. so let's dive in. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Finally,
1: Finally let's dive in. What exactly is it? Are we talking about what is it that we have seen? People posting sharing out the that were like, yeah, that's true but it's not it's incomplete yeah. and it's essentially this idea that you are good enough the way you are I am you are enough that's true you are special
0: that's also true right me me again <laughs> me again <laughs>
1: I'm really close on this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And yet...
0: And it feels good. And It feels good. people need to hear that message. And that's why it's spreading because it's like...
1: There's uh, a lot of people that need to hear that message because there are a lot of people that are suffering. There are a lot of people that are hurting. There are a lot of people that beat themselves up all the time. And so, yes, it is a true message. And it is an important message. And it is a message that a lot of people need to hear. And I would say for every single person on the earth, at some point along your personal journey, that's a message you need to embrace. Yes, you have to fully embrace and believe that message: that you are enough, that you're good enough, that you're special, that you're important, that you're—you don't have to try in order to be loved and accepted and all these things. Right. And yet,
0: it's and, and, and that's not—that's not chronological. That's. Uh, how would you even describe it? like it, it needs to be it's cemented encompassing in. or it's, it, 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 it's, so it's your whole life centering yeah you're centered and grounded in this this yeah. idea this belief for your whole life. but if if that's where we stop
1: so it's something I, I guess I like that point that it's something that has to be centered within you it's something you have to embrace it has to become a part of you. So some people don't have that as a part of them and that's why they need that message. And that's why it's good that people are sharing this message you have to embrace that and it has to become a centering part of your view and approach to life yes it's not something you just right come across and then discard later it it becomes a part of who you are and then helps you on the rest of your life journey
0: yes so it's essential oh I just thought of another comparison I think will help. We're trying to come up with as many comparisons as possible to try to land this in a way. And some of you will hear different things and it'll click for you. Here's, here's one that I think would work really well because I also see this as a common problem. Uh, we get married and now you've gone from being an individual to now being a, a wife or a husband, right? But that doesn't mean you're not an individual.
1: Right. And yes. then we
0: get into trouble with that. And we, we give away our individuality because no, now I'm a wife. And then you become a mother.
2: Exactly. And
0: so all of a sudden you lean so far mm-hmm. into motherhood that... Um, you
1: lose your individuality.
0: And your wifeness. Yes. And some husbands are like, hey, remember your wife. Like that's and how it wife helped birth. you become a mother. <laughs> Don't forget me. These husbands are saying, right? But there's there's a progression there that if we only go one way, if, if all of the message going in is mom, 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 mm-hmm. mom, mom, then, it actually ultimately
1: it weakens your wifeness and, and your, your individuality. individuality exactly. And so
0: you'll go along and you'll start feeling this void and you'll be like, wait a minute, I love my family, I love my kids, I love being a parent,
1: and it's all good, it's it, all true, it's all right. Fantastic.
0: Why do I feel this
1: incomplete void? Right. Why
0: do I feel incomplete?
1: Exactly. Why
0: am I not fulfilled? Mm-hmm. And it often comes up. Well, are you being a wife? Well, it's because I'm a mom. Uh huh. And are you doing things for you only and this is for true for husbands as well. Mm-hmm. I had this conversation recently, um, with a gentleman. I was like, what are what are you doing specifically just for you because you like doing it? Mm-hmm. Now, he's starting a new business, has already has other successful businesses, he's he's got his kids, his family, he's just awesome, right? Growing, learning, just fantastic. But in all the busyness of all those good things, he has lost his individuality. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, he honestly didn't know. So of course this is, it's also true in in many, many other aspects. And we can address a few of them, uh, like the ones Rachel mentioned, but even one like, okay, here's this idea of graduation, right? If you graduate from a high school or university, yeah, you graduated, that's that's fantastic, it's true, but it's only half truth because my whole philosophy is, like, there's never a graduation from education. Mm-hmm. And so if you celebrate this graduation, and in your mind you're saying, I'm done. I'm done with my schooling. I'm done writing papers. I'm done reading those books. I'm done thinking like that and debating. Like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done.
1: I'm finished. Which, that is actually a perfect metaphor for this idea because people are coming to this truth of, I'm good enough the way I am. I am special, I don't have to try so hard, and that feels good, and it feels true, and they embrace it, and then they think, okay, I'm done. Like, I, I don't have to keep learning, I don't have to keep growing, I don't have to keep trying, because I'm, enough. I'm good enough the way I am. And I think, ultimately, Ooh. that is where these ideas can become toxic. They actually become toxic and detrimental to your mental health and well-being, because you accept this idea of I'm good enough the way I am. I am special. But that's not the complete truth. That's an incomplete truth. Because if you stay there. If you stay in that place of I'm good enough the way I am. You stop growing. And if you stop growing you actually start atrophying. And then you become miserable. Like you literally become miserable. Because you're, you don't have meaning in your life. You're not pursuing anything. You're not trying to get better. You're not trying to change things. You're not trying to transform. You're not trying to make things better and so I already said that but and so you feel a void you fill this void in your life
0: and there it creates an emptiness it creates a discomfort a dissatisfaction a blah mm-hmm. it creates buffering it creates that you, you start turning to uh, addictions problems uh, uh, midlife crises, self medicating. Yeah, you start turning to all these problems because, and what essentially at the bottom is, is there's this void. Now, what's really cool is that this is a spiritual thing and a physiological thing, and like Rachel referred to already, a psychological thing. And you can look in each of those industries. You can study psychology and realize, yeah, human beings need to keep growing and improving, and,
1: and they need to have noble aims. They need to have goals and targets that they're working toward. Achieving like we are, well, I think you're you want to talk about this. We're evolutionarily, yeah, designed that way. Or
0: that's the physiology of it, right? Yeah, where in a, in a real sense, in if you look at the evolution and, and the hard wiring, if you look at the hard wiring in our heads, we are wired to learn and grow and improve, to get novelty mm-hmm. and to challenge ourselves. Like we're wired to have challenges to keep growing and progressing and we're wired to want it and feel bad if we don't right. have it. Exactly. So if we sink into comfort and familiarity complacency and complacency and
1: acceptance and,
0: and, and doing all the things the same way now, now research is discovering like wait a minute those are major factors for dementia and mm-hmm. Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and other problems depression
1: where, even anxiety right
0: all of that because the brain starts to atrophy yeah. and it uses these channels like, oh, we're going to shut down here because it's not, we we're not use. even
1: using this. Right.
0: <laughs> and so and it's, and it's a spiritual. So it's psychology, it's physiology and it's spiritual. I, I believe we were created that way. I believe we have a spiritual DNA, so to speak, that we, uh, you know, we come, as the poet said, trailing clouds of glory and that we have this uh, maybe we call it a, a beacon that's Mm -hmm. calling us upward. And and you hear me say all the time, if you're familiar with any of my work, I'm always saying, reach upward. And that comes from the the end of a poem that said, Chief of all thy wondrous works, O God, supreme of all thy plan, thou hast placed an upward reach into the heart of man. There's this reaching, this longing to be better. Now, this is where we get into trouble. incompleteness comes. Well, because you start... You start noticing. Well, okay. One, I you don't you don't really like yourself if you're not growing and, and learning mm-hmm. and, and doing likable things. Which and, is
1: wait, which is one of the reasons people embrace this idea in the first place. That's where I was going. Okay, to.
2: exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: because they feel like one, I don't have any goals or dreams that are actually challenging and exciting. And two, if I try to make progress on them, I fail. So I just don't like myself because I'm not. I'm trying to do these things and I'm not doing a good job at doing these things and so I feel like crap and so the solution is I'll just accept myself the way I am.
0: So somebody... And yet... You're, you're scrolling along which isn't necessarily fulfilling. <laughs> no. So you're scrolling... You're doing, you're, you're doing your stuff and, and going along and, and maybe you are failing and, and struggling and, and what I see often is that they're, they're pursuing things or the thought... Of pursuing things, mm-hmm. the thought of growth,
2: the thought, of the thought doing of something lifelong
0: different. progression the is thought, so overwhelming.
1: Well, and, yes, and then the thought of, wow, maybe I'm not doing things as well as I could be, or yeah. maybe I'm not, my life isn't as great as it could or should be, or maybe I'm failing at things. That thought is terrifying. It's frightening. It's painful. Painful. It's extremely I mean, painful.
0: And yet, there's the other side. Maybe, maybe, maybe our coin might be a, a dice. It's <laughs> a, a die, right? There's, there's sides of it. But the other side is, yeah, you you are currently sucking at whatever the role is. It, it, it yes. could be at could times. It could be one role. It could have, be multiple roles. I have just sucked it up as a dad or as a husband or a provider or a leader, like whatever. And that's true, and I need to face it. And I need to own it. And that hurts and it's humbling. And it's like a punch in the gut. And you're just like, I don't like this. But it's not the whole truth. Right. It's, and so, it's only part of it. It's incomplete. But it is still is true. Like, wait, if I'm going at it, especially if I don't have the right training and the right tools. Yeah. Which you guys have heard me talk. That is the whole reason I built the Be The Man Masterclass is this very reason. I, like I had to compile a place with the training and mm-hmm. tools to do it right. right. Because if I don't have the right tools... And I feel just horribly inadequate. Mm-hmm. And that's one side of my coin is I am.
1: Yes. And that's what people are not grasping with this partial truth or this incomplete truth is part of it is accepting, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not doing that well. And I still need to love myself and accept myself and not beat myself up to yep. the point where it, it becomes damaging and toxic. Yep but if you only remain in that place and say, you know what, you're just gonna have to deal with me because this is the way I am, this is who I am, you better just love me the way I am, that also becomes toxic because you're not working to be better and to fulfill your roles better and that's part of the reason you feel the way you do in the first place. Yes. Because your, your whole physiology, your whole spirit, all of it like you're talking about is longing and craving and calling for you to reach this higher ideal which you envision or have seen and when you deny that you're denying your own soul essentially
0: so in the, you're denying
1: your soul's calling
0: in the moment of embracing the idea of being enough of being special of like i am okay as i am i'm lovable i'm likeable yes. i'm good all true it feels really good it, it, it's almost like the, it's this healing. A relief.
1: It's a relief of yeah, like, like oh, I don't have to attain this perfection. Uh, I don't have to try so hard.
0: So that's one side. And it feels fantastic. What Rachel was alluding to and, and was describing so well is I think we all have inherently, we all have a best self. Mm-hmm. I, I think we do. Right? It's
1: our it's our future potential. It's our potential. Right future self
0: it's it's in there spiritually physiologically psychologically it's there of this this best self of of knowing you have potential and what you describe so well and i'm just re-emphasizing here is if you settle into oh, good enough i'm smart enough and doggone it people like me quoting <laughs> <laughs> from uh, an old old saturday night life when i was a kid uh, that line has stuck with me it's so funny but if i if i stay there and then I don't pursue inside of discomfort. And this is why people often don't pursue it, because it is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Growth is uncomfortable. So if I don't pursue that growth, if I'm not chasing down my ideal best self, then there's another kind of pain, Mm -hmm. another kind of toxicity that starts to just tear us up on the inside.
1: Because for a while, that, that acceptance of you're good enough is good enough. I mean, right. that can carry you. Who knows for how long? I mean, some people it could be weeks or months or who knows longer. Well,
0: okay, let's but, do another metaphor. That could be <laughs> that could be the few keys on the piano that you always play.
1: Well, that's so, that's where of I'm going. The whole keyboard, yeah. You're
0: like, oh, I got my little right. tune here. And
1: so it it can be enough for a while, but at some point you will reach life it's another point in your life where It's not enough. And you try to keep playing that same song, that same tune of, I'm good enough, I'm good enough, I'm good enough. I just need to accept things the way they are. And it's not enough. It becomes meaningless. It becomes insignificant. It becomes shallow. Because it isn't the whole truth. It is incomplete. And the reality is you are designed and you have evolved to want more and to want more from yourself and until you actually put that into action and become that person that you are being called to become you you suffer you feel it you feel that emptiness and so that's the other side of this that is not fully being shared
0: right and and that Maybe it doesn't play out for a while. Um, somebody mm-hmm. one time described hell as the moment when the person you are meets the person you might have become.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I think we all can imagine that scenario. Like we, we can picture it in our minds of like the best self and, and current self or, or the, even the end self. And if you haven't gone after it, there's a, there's a real pain. No, what's what's really interesting we couldn't have done this podcast when we first got married but i think we picked up on some of it specifically i remember like i remember telling you Mm and talking about this i i will not expect you to love me as i am yeah i will never come to you and say rachel why don't you just love me as i am exactly as a 23 year old (laughs) or as a 43 year old like whatever (laughs) like To me, that that's just crazy to expect her to love me as though I have arrived, and this is it. Take it or leave it, love it or not. Like this is it. Which is I, I got it. Which
1: oh. again is another partial truth. Right. Yes, I love you the way you are. Right. I love you as you are. You know, warts and all, so they say. And, and <laughs> you know, not I that was you have Twenty three. <laughs> Yes, and as you were at 23 exactly when we got married. like So that is part of it. But I think that that certainly has been a foundational piece of the success of our marriage long term is that we didn't just expect to love each other the way we are and stay that way.
2: Right.
1: We fully expected, we fully embraced, we both fully committed to we're going for our best selves and we're going on this together and, you know, I expect you to come along. You expect me to come along. It's not just sit back and, you know, stay in your current state for the rest of your life. That is not a part of our agreement. Right. And we both know that. And that's how we want it because that has made our All marriage better. That's made our life better. That's made us better. It's this total understanding that we are in this laboratory of growth and things are going to get uncomfortable and things sometimes will get ugly and, and we're going to face our failures and discomforts, and realize we're not enough, we're not good enough, because we're not. And that's, that's the other side of this coin. None of us are good enough.
2: Ooh. None of us are really
1: that special. <laughs> <laughs> None of us like have it all together. We don't. And that's okay, but it's also not okay.
0: See, And, and again, part of the trend we're seeing is saying things like you just said, like people will label that as a hate crime.
2: Yeah, like right. hate right.
0: speech. Like you're hurting people. And um, I'm reading, um, almost done rereading the book of joy, and the Dalai Lama repeats that and just constantly repeating, "I'm nobody special.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just like all of the other humans out there, right?" And and they have things to teach me and hopefully I can share something with them but we're all in this together and he'll tell himself I'm nobody special he's like that's how I can humbly walk into a stadium with 50,000 people and just speak to them because I realize I'm just one of them I'm nobody special That's there's power
2: mm-hmm. in that
0: mm-hmm. of, of realizing simultaneously I'm nobody and I'm somebody mm-hmm. and and acknowledging I'm special and not just me. Right. Just in human form going through the same thing all the humans are going through.
1: So ultimately, what we have to be able to do is to embrace opposingly, seemingly opposing viewpoints at the same time.
0: Yeah.
1: We have to...
0: Which seems impossible.
1: Seems impossible, but is actually, I think, how you find real complete wholeness and meaning in life. Yeah. And I think when people feel incomplete... And feel that they're suffering because they are missing something it's because they're not embracing both they're not they're not being content and discontent at the same time they're not being accepting and unaccepting or you know just just not allowing themselves to stay where they are while at the same time being grateful for where they are right now so it's it's they're opposing viewpoints, they're conflicting, they seem non-congruent, and yet by somehow grasping them both at the same time is when you begin to feel this sense of completeness right. or wholeness. That's what it is.
0: Which it's, and it's the polarity between men and women yes. that draws yeah. us in. It's the yin and the yang. It, it's all the stuff that it's it's mm-hmm. opposite ideas of being accepting and unaccepting, unaccepting. at the same time and mm-hmm. um, I remember having conversations a few years ago somebody pulled me aside and they were concerned for my well-being and I, and I appreciate it it was it was genuine and thoughtful uh, and they were like you know I'm I'm concerned that you don't love yourself enough and you <laughs> just need to be comfortable being you because if you, if you know anything about me man I am driven and I want to get better and I want to learn and grow and just I, I'm I'm Filled with a divine discontent uh, to, I, but, but what I made clear in this conversation and I've been settled in for years and years and years, a couple decades, really, I'm comfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. I really am. I'm comfortable where I am. I celebrate where I've come from and what I've achieved. I love it. And I simultaneously have both. I can embrace two opposing ideas. There's no way I'm staying here. And I'll have my moments where I'm like, just woo. This is unacceptable. It was really cool. Our 17 year old came up to the kitchen today and he kind of set his stuff down a little hard on the table. He's like, oh, I'm sick of mediocrity. <laughs> I'm like, what's up? And he's like, I can do better than this. I can do better than this. I'm leveling up, right? I'm like, yeah, right? And he's got it. Um, and, and you have to have both. And then you have these times like, I did this. I celebrated. What's interesting is my high achieving clients they've leaned too far to the side of chasing now Mm -hmm. and they rarely celebrate. Mm -hmm. So with, when I'm working with real high achievers, I'm actually pulling them back over. I'm like, did you just celebrate that? Like, no, no, I just moved on to the next thing. Like, dude, you just accomplished something amazing. And the, you, you, you're like, okay, that's good. It's done. Moving on to the next problem. Like dance, man, celebrate, get gifts, like do whatever, like really celebrate your successes. And then move on.
1: Yeah. So you're actually bringing them back to this other right. side of like, you're good enough. You are awesome. You are special. You're amazing yeah. because they are leaning too far
2: to that out. other it's side of like, enough. it's never enough. It's yeah. never
1: enough and never enough, right? So that's that's a, that's the other part of this that is out there, along with this idea of being perpetuated of that's all you need right. is just to accept yourself that you're good enough the way you are.
0: Rich. If we could take it kind of black and white, and it's not, ever, it's not ever just clearly black and white, the one side would be underachieving because you just kind of sit back and just say, I'm, I'm good, good where it. I am, and, and then you don't really go anywhere. And the other side would be just overachieving, constantly going and never celebrating who where you are you and are. What, what you've done and, and celebrating successes. So an ideal that I think we're holding up today is to do both. hmm in a really healthy way to to love yourself so much and also <laughs> be like okay self that is absolutely unacceptable <laughs> let's go right and to accept and and love and appreciate Rachel's love for me as i am but in sim- simultaneously say i'm not done babe I hope you love who I'm becoming, and love me in the process, and and the target of where I'm going.
1: Exactly. And in 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 marriage, where marriage is this laboratory for that kind of growth, that when you get comfortable with that, like not every couple can do this, obviously, but we've had a lot of practice that we can be comfortable with saying, "I love you as the way you are," but I also see this that can be tweaked or changed or improved, and we're both doing that. So it's not now just ourselves that are providing both sides of that coin, the acceptance and the discontent, but now we can do it for each other too. That's another level. So
0: this is, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is next level marriage. Yeah. But that is.
1: That is what marriage was intended, intent, designed, yes.
0: evolved to be. And when I'm trying to come up with the right word of like, that is the perfect fertile ground for real growth. When I can do it myself and my spouse can do it with me, mm-hmm. where you can love me and celebrate with me and then call me out and call mm-hmm. me up. And even like, I don't, I don't know what the word is like, correct or uh, give feedback of like, Hey, mm-hmm. you're awesome. I love you. That's unacceptable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that element, man, it's, it's like rocket fuel. Oh,
1: Totally. Absolutely. I mean, grow. that that right there is how you achieve more growth and development than you ever could on your own. I mean, that is the magic formula, is using marriage yeah. and family relationships too because you can do this with your children as they grow and you have a good relationship with them. Yes. Using the
0: parent-child or exactly. men- parent-mentor child can be mm-hmm. the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can love them and... Call them up Challenge and them. they can love themselves where they are and want to be better. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can build that dynamic, it's awesome. But let's go, let's walk through the sensitivity of it that we see often. If I'm leaning too far to this side, any suggestions that Rachel too might- Too
1: far to the I'm good enough to side. I'm good
0: enough, love me as I am.
1: Mm-hmm. And it
0: might be I'm trying to protect my insecurities- uh, and maybe maybe it was something from the way I was I was raised or something I'm afraid of or some rejection or failures or mistakes I made or, you know, ultimately kind of built on insecurities for the most part. But if I'm leaning to this side too far, you're not free or comfortable to make suggestions mm-hmm. to me and it feels super threatening and it causes a fight. Exactly. And we see this all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if I, I can't say anything. If I say anything to my spouse, bah, turns into a fight, this big other thing. The other side is if it's just go, 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 I think one of the ways that comes out is I'm going to always be picking on you and pointing well, things out. And because it's never enough. It's never enough. Exactly. Oh, you, okay, good job, but it's the next but thing. But what about this thing yeah. too?
1: And what about that little thing and this little thing? And so, yeah, it becomes this perfectionism where you're never allowed to be imperfect at all. And that's unhealthy as and well. And I can do that
0: to myself or you inside of marriage. Mm-hmm. So if I'm too far to that side... I'm just going to be driving, 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 and my wife be like, "Sweetheart, good job. That's enough." No, it's not enough. I have to do this, and and I drive to the ne- neglect of my marriage or my kids or whatever else, my health,
2: because
0: mm-hmm. I'm just so going. And it, man, it's, it's hard to live with. In fact, either way, <laughs> yeah, either side going too far and not having the wholeness is really hard to live with.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, okay. So the question:
1: How do you actually do it? Yeah
0: how do how do we lean into this? How do we How do we... I'm good where I am and I'm not good enough.
1: I think that that can be one of the most challenging parts of this whole process is knowing, knowing yourself well enough to know when to use which approach. When you need to be harder on yourself and push yourself more and when you need to be give yourself more grace. Yes. That's part of... That's the most challenging thing and ultimately only you can know and i think you can only know by actually getting to know yourself
2: and And a lot
1: of people don't know themselves
2: yep yes they really just
1: haven't taken the time to become aware of who they actually are and whether they're actually giving their best or they're letting themselves slide and so you have to start i think by paying attention Mm -hmm. and and noticing am i being honest with myself? Am I being honest with who I am and am I keeping commitments to myself like like we talked about with our 28-day challenge that we used to do? If you can make and keep small daily commitments to yourself, that's the beginning of trusting yourself and getting to know yourself because you pay attention to who you are and what you're doing and whether or not you are true to your word. If you say, I'm going to, you know, write 500 words or I'm going to get up at, certain time or I'm going to practice an instrument or I'm going to work out every day and then you don't do those things you know you can't trust yourself and until you can trust yourself you're going to swing too far to one side or the other of this coin
0: and having that deep awareness and then that commitment to honesty helps you to know what to do because you might you might commit to get up every day at a certain time you get up early and then
1: realize it's totally unrealistic it, or <laughs> it might
0: be unrealistic or you might realize, again, this takes just takes unbelievable awareness because you believe the stories. Right. Whatever you repeat, you believe and you believe the stories you tell yourself and you have to be able to have this awareness and honesty to say, wait a minute. Am I using this as an excuse? Am I using this as a cop out of like, you know, no, I do need some more sleep. Is or do that you actually true? need more sleep? Right, exactly. <laughs> Is it true and you're like, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm actually I'm going to make a legitimate exception here and I'm going to sleep in because I do need that. I was woken mm-hmm. up, whatever. Or like, okay, yeah, I got woken up. I went right back to sleep. This is just an excuse. Mm-hmm. I really need to lean into this.
1: Yeah, so it, it ultimately takes a lot of very um, close, differentiated self-awareness of being able to know yourself well, well enough to – understand if you're being honest with yourself or if you're just making excuses for yourself yep. if you're giving yourself what you really need because that's what you really need and you know it or you're just making excuses for not following through with what you said you're going
0: to right. do giving yourself all kinds of leniency and and well taking things lightly with levity right and and in this journey You've got to know like, what to do and when to do it. It, it, take, it takes a lot of wisdom
2: mm-hmm.
0: and practice. Which comes back to the self-awareness. That's,
1: that's what the wisdom in, is in my mind.
0: And I think this practice, here, here's an invitation. I'll give you a specific practice to kind of walk through for self-awareness. Is lean one way or the other mentally and mentally and emotionally and see what it triggers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See what it stirs up. So get a notebook, um, and give, give yourself a little bit of time. Get a notebook or journal, or open up a document or something. Take some notes because you want to write it down. You, you can't, you won't, you it's won't remember it necessarily. It. Yeah. So be able to be willing to write it down and just lean one way or the other side and, and lean back, and you'll find your triggers. You'll find your issues, and you'll find where you might be out of balance because if you if you start leaning into, you know, I'm. I am somebody. Did, so, oh no, that makes me feel prideful. Ah, oh, uh, and you're so worried about being arrogant and proud. And you're, you, I meet people like this. They're hypersensitive about being genuinely good because
1: they are really extreme on one side, and so you try to pull them back to this other side a little bit, and they're like, no. And it's almost that they view that other side of the coin as a bad thing, like a it's it's a. What's the opposite given it, of a virtue? It's a, a,
0: a, vice, <laughs> it's a vice or a, or or a flaw. Yeah. They'll see it as a flaw. Right. So, like, literally, no joke, you guys. Every day throughout my coaching sessions, I'll I'll make emphasis one side or the other. So, mm-hmm. all throughout depending the day. Depending on what the depending client is And and specific things with each client. Mm -hmm. So I might might in in a coaching conversation with one client, I might be like, "Hey, do this," and "Hey, do this," and And I'm like literally bouncing bouncing back and forth on the coin, depending depending on on where they're at,
1: where they are with that. And that's a good point too, because it could be different with each situation in your life. Exactly. In your marriage, you might need to give yourself more grace, but with your parenting, maybe you need to. Push yourself a little more. There's
0: no grace, dude. You need to step it up. <laughs> Let's go, right? And it's yeah. it's wisdom to know that for yourself and, and in coaching, right? And that's why coaching is so extremely valuable and having a group and a tribe is because you get to hear other voices that go like, oh, okay. Like kind of call me out and knowing. Or
2: pulling Or, you or back. pulling you
0: back. Where, and I'll say this all the time. And again, here I am doing the very thing that we're talking about. Have some grace
2: mm-hmm.
0: for yourself, be forgiving of of your journey people every week. I get to talk to people who've been through really really hard stuff
2: mm-hmm.
0: everybody has this story
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and I'm constantly saying wow you've been through so much. have patience and." grace with and yourself. Love yourself and love accept yourself, yourself
1: and, and be amazed at who you are and yeah. where you are and what you've overcome and celebrate that because it and is man, incredible the, tear,
0: the tears roll when i say things like that because they they need to hear that
1: right they need to believe that yeah. about themselves
0: and then some days i'll be like step it up buttercup <laughs> you're being weak your goals are impotent you're not living up to what your potential is, right? You're leaving greatness and power sitting there on the table while you live in your excuses and your stories. Mm -hmm. And you get some tears on that sometimes, right? absolutely. But there's a time for that
1: talk. Because when you know that that's the truth... Yes, it hits. In fact, I mean, that's one of the ways I know... And well, I'll do this now with Greg. If I know that there's something, and maybe this is part of the answer of like, how do you actually do this? How do you actually apply this in your life? And, and in in harmony or along with what you're recommending about writing things down, or you could talk it out with someone you trust, I will explore thoughts and ideas. And I'll be like, yeah. is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And when I feel the that emotion coming of like, Oh yeah I could cry I'm like okay that's what it is I've touched on it right there that's the thing and then I go exploring there a little more to figure out what it is and why and how and and gain that awareness about myself that previous previously was hidden that is how it's done ultimately
0: which is okay which is
1: something people usually avoid doing right they'd rather just accept themselves for who they are and be done with it and that is not going to solve your problem.
0: Not at all, and it's
1: nor make you your best self.
0: That journey, I, I think I feel comfortable saying, is going to be uncomfortable. Right. Like go down into that into I the, call it the mind palace. <laughs> go into the depths of some into corridor. Into the shadow. Into the shadows there, and and really explore it, and be like, okay, well, if I don't accept myself as I am, and I push myself, oh. And, and that starts to feel really bad for you. Find out why, and and I know for a lot of people, it's because as soon as they go to that side, they they have this deep sense of unworthiness,
1: or guilt, or, or overwhelm, or
0: yeah. So it might be overwhelmed. You're like, well, every time I try to set goals and try to lean into my potential, I feel so overwhelmed, and it just seems futile. So I'm just not going to do it anymore. That that's kind of that's a very common reaction. Well, every time I chase goals and I, I get excited and I get ambitious, I just feel, well, my life falls apart. I'm just not doing it anymore. And they, they come to the erroneous conclusion that I just shouldn't do that. When, when you sit down with me, I'll be like, oh, well, it's actually some systems and some strategies and a few tools and some training. And now the overwhelm goes away and the stress goes away. And, and, but if you didn't have that, you're like, oh, man, every time I chase, I get ulcers. I literally get physically unhealthy when I set goals. So no more goals. Or your your way on the other side, like oh, I can't accept myself because if I just go full into acceptance, then you know you you feel proud or arrogant, or I just stop doing anything, and maybe that's a weakness. Like you lean over there, and then you you literally just stop doing anything with your life, and you just (laughs) sit there saying, "I love me, I love me," and so find out what it is. It's not it's not one thing or the other. It's, it's the exploring, mm-hmm. mentally going down these corridors
2: mm-hmm.
0: and finding, again, getting to know yourself
2: mm-hmm.
0: and where did that come from and is it true and it's the meaning that you're giving it, why are you giving it that meaning and, and process that and then then come back to this spot where, again, the, the pursuit is, and Rachel and I aren't saying that we have the whole truth, <laughs> we're on this journey and we found it's been extremely helpful for us in this journey. To acknowledge both sides regularly
1: mm. absolutely I mean I think that that has been a, a major key to the success that we have achieved is by being able to balance that yep. to go between acceptance and gratitude and divine discontent and what's what unacceptance is. <laughs> I don't
0: like that <laughs>
1: the opposing word of acceptance but like drive I guess an ambition yeah,
0: yeah. and and what's really cool is we've been having this conversation since we got married yeah forms without
1: of it. always knowing right. we were having this conversation right. but
0: but it was it was little bits and pieces of it but that is what has allowed our marriage to be and there was amazing. times yeah
1: and there was times when um we were swinging one side or the other yeah. because we didn't fully understand it yet and yeah. so we would push ourselves and then we'd be like oh We just have to accept and be grateful where we are. And so it was more of a swinging. (laughs) This
0: huge pendulum. (laughs) Swing way over here for months or years and then way back.
1: Right. Until we were able to more fully embrace it. And it's not that we don't swing at all with anything. But with more awareness of understanding what it is and that it's a two-sided coin, we're able to better realize what's happening when it's happening.
0: Right. Just simply by settling this this beautiful, I think, life philosophy of, and I would say a necessity, of being able to embrace seemingly opposing ideas. Mm-hmm. To have both the black and the white inside.
1: The yin and the yang. Yep. That's why it's a meaningful symbol.
0: Beautiful.
1: It's not just a hippie thing.
0: It's so awesome. <laughs> Okay. Anything else?
1: No, I think okay. that's it. Think so, that's you good. guys,
0: if, if this has been helpful, uh, share it. Share it with someone you know who needs to hear it. Um, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Um,
1: and we would love your reviews on the podcast. Yeah. Wherever if, you listen.
0: If it's if you like it, it's insightful. If you have this, just jump on, share, a review, so we can get this in front of more families. This is what's all about. Love sharing this stuff and living living this life trying to get that whole the painting, whole painting revealed so <laughs> instead of uh, we'll circle back to melville instead of living in the horrors of a half-lived life you live literally in the bliss and fulfillment and meaning of chasing a whole life. life a whole life yeah it's beautiful okay love mm-hmm. you guys reach upward